0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast and Pain Train Pipe Bomb Productions. I am Alex as a.k.a. the Bear of Texas, and tonight I actually want to try something a little bit new, a little segment that I want to put in Ringside Chaos, something I would like to call Favorite Moment from the Attitude Era. Now, I plan on doing some of them by myself, some of them hopefully with Ricky, with David and Carson and all any other wrestling fan that's willing to come on the show, including perhaps some wrestlers and promoters that I know, because you know, everybody's welcome to be on this show, Ringside Chaos, everybody is welcome, so if you're listening, just hit me up, I'll make it happen. So a couple before I get started, a couple of things I've got in mind. Um, I've actually spe- been speaking to David. Um, I actually plan on having David, you know, sometime soon. Uh, basically, he's got some things planned out for this show as well, and you know, I've even spoken to Ricky. So, so for the time being, because you know, right now I looked at the wrestling. There's not s- something really I want to spend time to talk about, and I know that I got to keep the content steady. I kind of came up but let me start off with the my a favorite moment a, a favorite moment from the Attitude Era whether it's a favorite moment or a moment that you just remember so well or perhaps one of the top moments from the Attitude Era that you think you know it's all about basically kind of just, just giving a moment in wrestling that we remember very well so tonight my my moment from the Attitude Era tonight is basically the funny hilarious infamous match between Triple H and the late, great British Bulldog for the World Wrestling Federation Championship on SmackDown with none other than the people's champ, the great one, The Rock, as the special guest referee. I think for those of you listening, you already know exactly the match that I'm talking about, but I'm not going to give the famous line until the time is right, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of, you know, the idea of me... Speaking about this moment, is because I've I've watched the match a lot. I talk about it among wrestling fans. But I should mention that we've recently actually hit the anniversary. Now, considering it was in 1999, so we just hit the 23 anniversary of when The Rock, you know, that match. And, of course, well, at least I'll give this. The Rock performing that sliding people's elbow on the British Bulldog. And I got to be honest, British Bulldog sold it absolutely incredible. Oh, what a freaking match it was. Now, a lot of people will ask me, why does that specific match have a special place in my heart? Honestly, it's simple. Now, I gotta be honest, it might break some of y'all's hearts. Now, when the match took place, I was six years old, okay? And of course, you know, I was a kid that was, you know, bullied badly at school, you know, basically, at the time of the match, I was a six-year-old child, you know, I think at the, around the age of five, they were kind of learning. And I, I was at school up in Dallas, and an international school. Okay, and of course, uh, me being a special needs child, an international private school, it's it, it, it's not a good thing. So I, I was, you know, I was, you know, having a little bit of behavioral problems. You know, not focusing in class, not able to perform well. I mean, again, I was learning to. You know, I wasn't officially diagnosed with with ADD until I was 10 years old, but by but you know when I was five and six, I was already displaying the symptoms because again, I was not doing too well in school. I mean, I was not the brightest child. You know, like that. I mean, I was basically the easy target for bullies. And the sad part is, I was bullied by teachers too. I was verbally and emotionally abused even by teachers. So the point is, when that match was happening, you know, I was a six-year-old child that was being bullied at school by, by kids, by teachers, verbal and emotional abuse. It was bad. I mean, even think of it today, the pain, the trauma, the pain still takes a toll on my mental health. But the bottom line is, the way the match went, like, if, if I were to speak to, to, to The Rock or Triple H, I, you know, of course, the late Bulldog, you know, if I, if I could actually tell his family, that particular night... The Rock, Triple H, and the British Bulldog, you know, they put a smile and they brought joy to a kid that was hurt, being hurt at school, you know, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that day, another another day of just, you know, verbal and emotional abuse at school, it was just not, not like the end of the day, but that particular night, and a lot of nights, Triple H, The Rock, a lot of wrestlers over the years brought joy to my heart, you know, and, and really, Soothed out the pain that I was, you know, th- that I was suffering from, from what was happening at school. But The Rock, Triple H, and The Bulldog, I mean, that particular night, it wasn't just a smile, it wasn't the joy, I mean, they were making me laugh really, really hard. Like, I was basically able to block out some of the pain, and I was able to sit in a corner and smile because I could think of just how hilarious and how entertaining Triple H, The Rock, and The Bulldog were, were in that match, you know right from the get-go so the rock comes to the ring you know performs the promo and of course I'll never forget as part of the feud I think it might have been the week before but previously the uh, excuse me the bulldog and triple h had a an ring segment and I remember correctly the british bulldog calling triple h Game Boy. now that I thought was pretty funny I think it's part of as part of that time. You know, it was not. It was recently when The Rock turned into a baby face. Triple H became the 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 promotion's top heel. So, because previously, if you remember, Triple H was the face and The Rock was heel. We all, we'll never forget when The Rock was the corporate champ. So this was this particular match took place not long after The Rock turned face and Triple H turned heel. So. So remember, you know, when Bulldog called Triple H Game Boy and we thought that there was some sort of alliance, but Triple H being the heel or the asshole that everybody loved to to chant, you know, of course, you know, turns out it's all a ruse. I mean, Triple H always brought in the heel character to the best of his ability. I mean, Triple H is just another dude, again, you know, even though he was a heel... You know, seeing him get humiliated by The Rock, and like that, I would tell Triple H, you know, you being the villain and you, you in a stunt where you get humiliated, you were putting a smile on my face, you know, and I would tell Triple H, you know, what I was going through at school, and of course I would tell him how this particular match that I'm talking about, like, it was the same thing with The Rock, you know, I would hope that... I could spread the message, you know, to let those wrestlers know that, you know, how much of an impact they made on my life on a positive way. Because in life, it wasn't just the soccer fans and the athletes and the actors and whatnot that put smiles on my faces. It's also the professional wrestlers, so. So, again, uh, so the Rock got out of the ring, and I remember he, you know, says, Bulldog, in your homeland, you have an anthem, and it's called God Save the Queen, and then you know, then then The Rock says, "Well, here on on the Rock Show SmackDown, we have a little anthem of our own, and we all remember that." So, you know, the Bulldog comes out. You know, you know, and I gotta mention, you know, the British Bulldog's character in the Attitude Era, obviously, as we know, was a whole lot different than his previous runs in the WWF. You know, like that because this was the Attitude Era. If I because when I read is, you know, when the when Bulldog wrestled in jeans and like that, you know, he 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 kind of tweaked his character to kind of fit the nature of the Attitude Era. I mean, I thought that was actually pretty cool. So So Bulldog gets to the ring, then obviously he kind of gets in The Rock's face, and then they they kind of seem to be exchanging words. And then all of a sudden, The Rock starts laying the smack down on, on British Bulldog, and then I think he... I don't remember if he clotheslined him out of the ring or if he tossed him out of the ring, but the funny part was... Is as I, I believe, as The Rock is laying the smackdown on British Bulldog, Triple H's music starts to play, and he starts to make his way down to the ring. So I, the the first thing that I thought was so hilarious is that <laughs> the Rock starts, you know, unleashing his ass-kicking mayhem on Bulldog before Triple H can even make it to the ring. So when the Bulldog is outside the ring, you know, kind of you know down and kind of trying to recuperate from the from the beating he just took from The Rock. You know Triple H, you know, still walks, makes his way down the aisle. Then, uh, then eventually, kind of runs and then starts stomping on the bulldog. Then tosses him back in the ring and then starts this and that. And then the Rock's just kind of (laughs) like, just kind of like, basically watching. Uh, (laughs) I'm just, I'm sorry, but all the memories just keep flooding in right now. I mean, right now I'm feeling like the six-year-old child that just could not stop laughing. I mean, I'll never forget. My two-year-old, my two-year-old baby brother was watching with me. My youngest brother Emmerich, was about probably around. I'm not sure exactly how old he was at the time, you know. But he was a baby. And I remember, you know, my two-year-old brother, who was at the time, you know, of course, as y'all know, you know, he's a he's a member of the United States Marine Corps. He's a Marine musician. And you know, when I asked him about that particular night we were watching, I mean, even he remembers just how hilarious it was. But and I'll actually tell a, a funny fact when I'm kind of done going through the match, but. So, Triple H and the Bulldog, you know, continue to fight, and then... And then, eventually, the point, Triple H catches Bulldog and then performs a pedigree on him. Okay? Now... <clears throat> well, well, actually... You know, I remember there's a part in the match, I think, at first, you know, when Triple H performs a move and then goes for the cover. But I'm not sure exactly what had happened... But Oh yeah. No no no, I do remember actually. So there was a part I think when Triple H kinda does the hardly race knee to he delivers a hardly race knee to Bulldog and goes to the cover, but but the rock actually was turned around and, and actually looking at the crowd. Okay, yeah, so okay, that's how I remember how it goes. And then, then Triple H like notices the rock is not counting, and then he of course he he you know gets back up to try to confront the rock and then the rock turns around and then now, now the Rock and Triple H are kind of going at a, at a verbal exchange. Then British Bulldog is starting to recover. Then all of a sudden he he gives Triple H a low blow. And for those of you like in pro for a pro wrestling term, a low blow because I know there's a lot of fans listening. And you don't, and I'll be honest. So far, I've actually noticed it's surprising that even non wrestling fans have listened to the show, but, and I and I really appreciate. But so when Triple H gets a low blow, which for those of you who are not wrestling fans, a low blow is a, is a hit to the hit to the groin and and then the rock (laughs) the rock just basically kind of acts as if like well it's not that he didn't know what happened oh he knew what happened but trip but the rock obviously being the special guest referee was going to allow it and then i'll never forget michael cole who was on commentary with jerry lawler i i think said like you know when when the rock was uh you know like looking at the looking at the crowd and I, i think uh Jill says, you know, he was talking to one of the millions, but but after Triple H got the low blow, I remember Michael Cole saying, Well, unless the glasses got in the way, The Rock saw that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it (laughs) just... Let's see, because even back then, I was listening to the commentary because, you know, I always felt that the commentary was a huge part of the... A huge part of the thing, so... (laughs) So the fact that now I'm looking at it and you know you know uh, you know unless the sunglasses got in the way, the Rock saw that one. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) And the Rock just like looks down and like just lets lets those two fight. (laughs) But I think you know, but but. But, you know, before there was a part in the match, I think, you know, right after that, the fighting kind of spirals out of, out of the ring again. So, and then I'll never forget there's even that close-up of Stone Cold being in the, being backstage. Okay. And I actually, uh, see... <laughs> I gotta I, I, be honest, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, but r- right now, you know, I'm just so overwhelmed with all the humor, because, you know, like that, so a- after that, you know, that low blow, you know, now Bulldog's in control, he starts beating down Triple H, and that's when we see the close-up of Stone Cold in, in the locker room, because you know, this was actually before the 1999 No Mercy pay-per-view, and I think Stone Cold was gonna work, work the match with Triple H for the title, so, so of course, Stone Cold was kind of involved in the feud, but... So Bulldog is kind of in control, and then they start fighting outside the ring, and then The Rock (laughs) literally follows them, but he actually goes to the commentary table and takes I think I don't know if he took Jerry Lawler's headset. I think he just, but I think he took it. He he took headset. I just remember getting there. He like tells Michael Cole get out of the way like that, and takes the headset and starts you know delivering a little bit of commentary you know in his character, and then Michael Cole kind of says something like that, and then Jerry Lawler says whatever you know excuse me then The Rock kind of says something about Jerry Lawler says, mentioned something about sticking, sticking it straight up your monkey ass or something like that I mean that, that that was The Rock in a nutshell now at that point The Rock gets back in the ring and Bulldog is still beating on Triple H and they were on the ramp and they get back in the ring too so I, I just remember right before I getting in the ring Bulldog is in control and he's just, he's just like The Rock is just kind of like letting him fight and doesn't really care So then after there's an Irish whip, you know, Bulldog attempts to lift Triple H, but Triple H reverses and executes a pedigree. And and I'm telling you, this is where just things got even more hilarious because after the pedigree, Triple H, of course, goes for the cover. But what does The Rock do? Nope, he does not go for the count. (laughs) Instead, The Rock just starts clapping. He starts clapping and then he like gives Triple H like two thumbs up and then he he did this thing with his two arms. I mean I'm not sure exactly. What, what, he just did this thing with his with his arms, kind of like it's like saying good job, executed well. It's all and he's clapping, giving Triple H two thumbs up. <laughs> After Triple H gives a pedigree, that he claps, he keeps clapping and Triple H. You know, of course, I'm I'm telling you, Triple H just sold that so well. You know, like acting angry, frustrated like that. I mean, I'm. At the end of the day, The Rock, Bulldog, Triple H, everything they did in the ring, you know, whether like that, I mean, they all entertained the crowd. I mean, they entertained me. I mean, again, The Rock, Triple H, Bulldog, I can't be so thankful enough for what they did that night because, again, much like every other night, I was a kid coming home from school, you know, heartbroken, sad, and hurt from all the bullying that was going on, so... But man, but anyways, so, so Triple H gets up, you know, acts frustrated, acts frustrated. But then, you know what, since Triple H, you know, being the now Triple H immediately decides to say, screw it, I'm going to attack The Rock. So he, he attempts to attack The Rock. And now they start going at it, but then The Rock starts laying the smack down on Triple H and then delivers probably one of the finest rock bottoms I've ever seen. But you know what the funny part of it is, is that. As Michael Cole kindly said, The Rock never lost the sunglasses on the rock bottom. (laughs) And by the way, there's actually something special about the sunglasses. I'm going to wait because I actually learned about it because The Rock, who tweeted about this anniversary, actually gave a very, revealed something very, very special. Although I'm pretty sure that night it didn't turn out to be so special because I'm sure it must have, uh, Caused a little bit of anger. But again, we'll, I'll get to it. So <laughs> The Rock gives Triple H the, pe- the uh, excuse me, the the rock bottom. And then goes right back to the commentary table. And then you know, Triple H is down. And then all of a sudden we see Bulldog crawling to make the cover. And then The Rock is on the commentary says lo- saying, and I quote, Look at Bulldog showing the resilience. <laughs> and then he, he's like covering Triple H with his no referee. And Rock takes off the headset, grabs the mic, and... S- <laughs> literally gets back in the ring and here we go one two it doesn't matter if the rock counts to three. <laughs> oh my god I mean, this is where I just erupted in laughter along not only with my baby with my two year old baby brother but I swear to god my mom was also watching and she t- she too was so entertained by this match <laughs> when it doesn't matter if the rock counts to three <laughs> oh man i'm telling you we just erupted in laughter <laughs> the rock just literally taught like like kind of like talking to bulldog like you know it's kind of saying like what are you gonna do about it and then bulldog just make, giving that look i mean i'm telling you that look i'm that look just still makes me laugh i mean sometimes i feel so terrible that i'm laughing at bulldog but i'm pretty sure you know bulldog making that face he, he made i mean kind of like going to the rock like what the f like that i mean Again, I mean, Triple H and Bulldog, you know, they were both heels, you know, being humiliated by the top babyface. I mean, it was meant to make people smile. So, you know, so again, I mean, that's why I I don't exaggerate when I say that, you know, Triple H, Bulldog, and The Rock, you know, really brought joy to a kid that was in pain, which again would be me. So Bulldog, I mean, Bulldog just literally gets out of the ring and then grabs the belt. (laughs) I mean, The Rock is still in the ring, looks down at Triple H and just kind of like... Literally, like, doesn't even care what's what's going on. Bulldog gets back in the ring. Now Triple H is basically starting to make his way up to the, to his feet, and then Bulldog has the title, and it, and it looks as though he's getting ready to hit Triple H hit Triple H with a belt. But then all of a sudden, The Rock turns around and goes and tries to get The Rock, but he misses, and then The Rock, you know, start you know, and then The Rock, you know, delivers a delivers a, a a punch to Bulldog, Bulldog, and then picks up the belt, and then hits Bulldog with a belt, and then Triple H is back up, and then Triple H gets nailed with the belt, and then they're, they're both down. I mean, th- this is where the piece de resistance, you know, takes place. So, Rock is, you know, n- n- you know, giving, like, Triple H, you know, more beating down, and then Triple H eventually gets rolled out of the ring, and then, you know, Bulldog right in position, and this is, I mean, <laughs> this is obviously the piece de resistance as far as the match goes, but sometimes I'm like, it- it's hard to decide whether it- it's the it doesn't matter if the rock counts to three or if it's the sliding people's elbow which is where we are but and now trip but now um you know now like bulldog's in position and the rock you know deliver you know getting ready to deliver the the elbow and then t- the rock takes off the glasses and throws them into the throws them into the crowd and then oh that's sliding people's elbow i'm telling you that sliding people's elbow how we just did it like that and then how he just success, like just perfectly executed the people's elbow, and how British Bulldog sold it. I mean, I'm telling you, it was all, it was just a work of art. You know, I'd imagine. I think The Rock even mentioned at some point how difficult it was to, you know, to perform the people's elbow, especially because you know, you, you, the way how you know the theatrics that he performs before performing it. You know, running to one side of the ring and then to the other, and then getting into position. I mean sometimes i i swear to god i thought i read somewhere that he slid because you know to give himself a little time to make sure he did it right but i truly believe the rock slid and then performed the people's elbow just amazingly basically for theatrics and just you know and, and to create some magic and that's what that's what the rock did and then rock picks up the belt gets on the rope and then does that his signature pose with the belt and the ring before he just walks out and then he just basically just walks walks away and then, you know, Bulldog kind of, kind of rolls out of the ring and then just kind of makes his way backstage. But then he's just literally walking up the ramp. And then Triple H is back in the ring, like, demanding his belt. <laughs> he goes to the timekeeper. Timekeeper tells him whatever. Then Triple H, being the heel, attacks the timekeeper. And then, of course, you, you see Michael Cole saying, you know, that's uncalled for. Man. So then, of course, you know they show they kind of show the replay, and then you know Triple H is backstage, you know, looking for The Rock. You know, wants his he wa- you know he wants his belt. Then he kind of gets to the point. You know, he gets ambushed by The Rock, who nails him again with a belt, and then starts then stomping on him, starts stopping him down. You know, like in pro wrestling, and then all of a sudden Bulldog comes out of nowhere and start and it goes after The Rock, and then they they start fighting their way into a different room, and then you you, you, you kind of don't see him after that, but then Bulldog's like bulldog and and the rock are are fighting and like just literally if you see the match like correctly you see how they just kind of go into another room and then you don't see them after that and then triple h gets up gets his belt and then eventually goes to supposedly his locker room and and like I, 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 i imagine still with china he was still you know paired up with china at the time and of course you know china was actually barred from ringside and then Triple H continues to bang on the door because there's no answer. Then eventually Stone Cold opens the door. Then Triple H gets his ass kicked by Stone Cold, and and that's pretty much how you know, how the match ended. But so so that goes through the match right there. But you know I got to imagine. So I mentioned that that The Rock revealed something about the sunglasses. I mean, oh man, you know, on the, uh, <laughs> I, I I just can't imagine you know when The Rock did what he did like. About like that, like that, <laughs> he he told the story, and I'm just like, you know, I, I just find it interesting how he didn't even tell this, how he didn't even tell this sto- the story until like you know tonight today, but you know, I guess sometimes you gotta you gotta basically like you know wait till the time is right. There's actually a story. Yeah, like the Rock ex- in 2019 actually told the story about his about the sliding people's elbow. So of course, as we know, it's one of the greatest moments right there. So. So he said, okay, hey, I guess he calls it the People's Glide. So basically, he said in a tweet about three years ago, and I quote, there was residue on the map from all the pyro during the show, which made it wildly slippery in my dress shoes, because, of course, he was wearing dress shoes. So, okay. All right, so, so that makes sense, okay. And then, of course, there's big love to one of the goats, British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith, for wanting to light it up with my people's elbow. I mean, again, they all did it together, so... I just, yeah, so basically, yeah, there was residue from the map from all the pyro, and the, of course, he said, yeah, because he was wearing dress shoes, it was slippery, so, because I, mean, I noticed the way he slid, I mean, yeah, there was there was, def- there was def- definitely something up, because I'd imagine the dress shoes sliding like that, it's, uh, I'd imagine, you know, it, it was pretty, uh, pretty dangerous, but, but there's a lot of stories specifically about the, that people's elbow, but, but Rock mentioned that the sunglasses he was wearing that night were prototypes. So, of course, because as we know, like right before he performed it, he picked he picked it up and then he he picked he picked it up uh, and then like he he took the sunglasses off and then threw in, threw them into the crowd. But he mentions that before I think before the show or, before, or maybe before he went out, you know, of course he was wearing the sunglasses. You know, okay, yeah, I, I found a tweet where he kind of tells the story. So he basically, of course, says it's the smoothest people's elbow ever. But here's the story, and I quote: "But what was even smoother was my merchandise manager telling me before the match, Rock, these are these are prototype glasses that were very expensive to make. We only we have only one player pair, excuse me. So please don't throw them out to the crowd tonight." Unquote. And of course, The Rock did exactly that. So I just can't imagine. I mean, that's obviously 50% of the story. So I would hope that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson tells actually the rest of the story, but, of course, September 30th, you know, the ESPN Sports Center kind of gives the anniversary that it was 23 years ago when The Rock delivered the smoothest people's elbow ever, of course, with the, with the slide and everything, I mean, honestly, there's never been a better people's elbow than that particular one, and I'm just watching it right now, look at that, that slide, and boom, man, man. I'm telling you, The Rock was just truly on fire. I mean, that people's elbow, I could just watch it over and over again. So, so now I'm curious to know if, if, if by any freak of luck, if Dwayne the Rock Johnson has, happens to be listening, or if any buddy happens to be, happens to be listening that knows Dwayne the Rock Johnson personally, I would actually. Like to know uh, what, what ended up happening when the show, when, when the cameras went off, uh, about his merchandise manager telling him, reacting about The Rock throwing the, the prototype, the expensive prototype sunglasses into the crowd. So <laughs> I'm sure that's a story for all the time, and I'm sure that w- when the time is right, the Ro- Dwayne The Rock Johnson will actually tell the story. So if that's clearly the case, then quite frankly, I cannot wait. But, man, I'm just telling you, like, you know, me right now, I'm just like, I still got the tears of joy in my, in my eyes right now from all the laughter. Because, you know, I I, I got to be honest, folks, and I'm going to confess to you that while I'm doing this episode, I was actually watching the match. Because I'm telling you, oh, I, I'm sorry. If I was going to do this episode with just the passion, the adrenaline and everything, I was just going to do it like that. But, man, man, oh, man, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Rock, Triple H and Bulldog, I'm telling you for this particular segment, man, god bless them. I mean, god bless them for everything they've done. I mean, basically like the way I the way I see it, it's um you know, I, I kind of feel like The Rock, you know, me again being that kid, me being that kid that was in pain, you know, from all the from all the bullying I was enduring at school, I kind of feel like The Rock was that hero that would come up to me and say don't worry about it, kid. I got you. I got you. Like that. And then... Or another way I see it is like The Rock is like... You're, is like the, the kid, you know, like me. He's my friend who who defends me from the bullies. Who kind of makes the bullies, you know, suffer their own humiliation like that. I mean, you saw the heels. Bulldog and Triple H, you know, get humiliated and get their asses kicked. So, so I have many reasons as to why. I mean, that particular match, you know, really soothed a lot of pain. It, it wasn't just the humor and the entertainment... But the fact that you saw two villains, you know, get their butts kicked and get flat out humiliated. So that's truly all I have to say about that. And again, I'm so grateful. And, you know, every time I watch that match, even today, it makes me laugh my ass off. I've even spoken to Ricky about this match. And, you know, and Ricky, he remembers when the match was aired live, too. I mean, and, and, and Ricky, even, even, Ricky even admits that he laughed so hard. Watching the match, same thing with my other buddy, Mr. Mark braverman of course. David, David LaFon, you know, like that. He remembers the match very well, and they all said the same thing. They laughed watching it back then when it was when it was aired. They still laugh their asses off today if they watch it on YouTube or if it's whatever. They will still laugh and they'll still laugh and smile watching that match. That match, ladies and gentlemen, still brings humor today. It always will, and the match, quite frankly, will never ever get old. Ladies and gentlemen, Ringside Chaos is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. I want to thank everybody for joining me today, and I will see you all next time.